You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Well, welcome to the Vineyard. My name is Rick Francis. I'm the pastor here. God bless you, Pastor Rick. I've been here for 12 and a half years. Been able to grow this up to about 175, back down to 60, and, and uh, we're back in transition, ready to start moving and growing and multiplying. Um, my wife and I just had a wonderful time at the conference, the Flow of the Holy Spirit, and a Let the Spirit Flow conference. And uh, during our personal prophecy time, I don't know if, you've, if everybody here has ever had something like that. We're in a room, my wife and I and another person was receiving ministry, and there were three prophetic men that were there that were uh, just waiting on the Lord and then sharing what they saw and, and the words that the Lord gave them, and he shared it to us. I've listened to it twice now because uh, I have an iPhone, hit iTalk, and recorded it. And it's time. The, 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 the thing that I keep hearing over and over from the Lord is it's time. It's time. And uh, one of the things that they saw, they, they saw kind of a halo over us as a, as a couple. And this was from a, a, an Asian guy. Uh, and as, as Joseph said that there was, uh, you know, this, this glow, this halo. Then uh, the other guy Saul, no, it's, it's the glow of the angel that's standing behind us, our angel. That's nice to know. Don't you like to know you got an angel? I've never seen the angel. Uh, do angels have gender? I, I don't know. But uh, whatever the angel was. And he says, your angel says that you're not praying big enough prayers. Now that's a rebuke I like. I like that rebuke. That's a good rebuke. So I thought, okay, let's start praying some big prayers. And uh, just asking the Lord, what does big mean? <sighs> big is more than what we've been praying. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you because a lot of times when the Lord's talking to one of us, he's talking... Uh, through one to, to the rest of us. I don't know what your prayers have been like, but I would encourage you to start praying bigger prayers as well. Join me in this venture with the Lord and see how, uh, see if we can ask or pray or uh, participate in something that is, is so outrageous that it would take an absolute miracle of God for it to come to pass. And I think when we, we start praying like that, we're probably getting close may still not be all the way there, but we're getting closer. Mm -hmm. So let's pray some bigger prayers. So I was reading Brian Simmons, I Hear His Whisper, and I just want to read a paragraph to you that comes from, from him. Does, how many know Brian Simmons? He wrote the Passion Translation. Anybody? Just a couple of us. You've been seeing him because I've been preaching from the Passion Translation, so you'll see it up here in a minute as well. The time has come for you to ascend into a new realm. Oh, yeah. Your old way of thinking must be abandoned and surrendered to the new life of my spirit. My ways are not your ways. 
The ways of human beings are centered around power and influence, but my ways are paths of love that will mystify and bewilder even the brightest people. The ways of the Spirit are unseen, yet they are mighty. Spirit life is power and wisdom that makes the simple wise. You will be amazed by what I will do with your life as you surrender to my ways. Mm. I love that. Awesome. Jeremy Riddle wrote this, uh, this song, Sweetly Broken, and it's, 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 uh, it's about surrender. And there's different kinds of surrender. There's the kind of surrender when a superior power comes upon you and imposes their will upon you, and you either die or you give up. God's a superior power. Hmm. But he's never, he's never done that to me. He comes to me and he gives me an opportunity to surrender without the fear of oppression, without the fear of being overpowered by someone who's going to make me do what I don't want to do. As a matter of fact, the sweet surrender that, that the Holy Spirit brings to us uh, from the Father is an opportunity to obey. It's an opportunity for obedience. It's an opportunity to submit and to surrender to whatever the Lord's doing in your life in that moment in time and space. And it's, it's wonderful. When we cooperate with him like that, it's amazing how fast our, our development, it, it just goes, uh, it's not just simple addition. It's not even really multiplication. It, it goes exponential. It, it really goes so fast and so deep. Obedience will get you there. Surrendering, submitting, and obeying what the Lord reveals to you will do so much in bringing the very abundant life that Christ died for us that we might know. So I want to encourage you with that. It's, it's time. It's time to be amazed. It's time to be amazed at the goodness of God. It's time for us to be amazed by what God will do in our lives as we surrender to him. So if you want to be amazed, surrender. Surrender to what he's doing in your, in your life and, and you're, gonna, you're gonna find that, wow, that's gonna be so cool. We're called to be salt and light in the earth and that's a way of bringing his kingdom into our reality, into the sphere of influence that we all have. We have some kind of sphere of influence. Anybody have a friend? Okay. Anybody married? Those could be, we won't go there. Um, anybody have a job? Yeah. We, 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 we have a sphere of influence. Anybody spending time with the Lord and getting a download, a, 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 a revelation, becoming aware of the kind of things that the Lord wants to do. Now, I think a lot of times for, for me, when I'm coming to that, I'm, I'm looking for something magnificent, wow. just huge. You know, Lord, reveal your will for my life here and how I'm going to touch and blah, 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 blah. And so he reveals to me, 
go help with the grocery carts at Meyer. Yay. Now, does that sound just powerfully heavenly, divine, uh, a commission, a calling that you guys hope he'll speak to you? Oh, Lord, let me get the, the call for Walmart, you know, to pick up their grocery carts or whatever. You know, Marcus is oftentimes taking grocery carts back and forth. And I, I, this is, I didn't realize you were doing a kingdom ministry right there. And so as, as I'm looking at that, surrendering and not dismissing what we might recognize as menial tasks and realize that if we do what the Lord is placing on our heart of what we think we're supposed to do, who knows what kind of adventures we're going to stumble into. Who knows what's going to happen as we get a grocery cart or as, as you start to, to release the love of the Father and, and express the kingdom in authority and in power in the sphere of influence that you have. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be good. It's going to be good, that's for sure. I think one of the speakers at the conference that we all just really, really loved, um, Danielle Strickland, it it was just amazing because she was talking about how oftentimes when we're in gatherings, we we, we only talk about the wonderful times when God moves and we don't talk about all the stuff that set up that divine moment and all the different things that were going. So they were, they were using, she was using even language like surfing and going out to surf, you know, and, and the surfers and, and the mentality of a surfer. And, and she took me back to some very traumatic moments in my life. When we were on vacation and we went down to West Palm Beach to my pastor friend that always has his swimsuit in the trunk of his car, because you never know when the surf's up. And he would body surf. He didn't have a surfboard, but he'd body surf. So he'd go out. We got down there just after they had like, I, they said there was like four feet of water in the street. They, they had a, 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 just a real flash flood, a, a download that just poured. By the time we got there, you know, it's all sand. So it's all soaked in and it was all, all fine. But the Atlantic Ocean had waves that were about 12 foot tall. And he was excited. And I'm a gringo from Midwest. (laughs) Not familiar with with, with the waves. So, you know, I'm there. And the first day I thought, well, I'll try to do what he's doing. And and he got out and he was doing what he's doing. And it was really hard. I was trying to figure out how to do it. And I just got the snot beat out of me. I couldn't get past 12-foot waves. I mean, they knocked me every which way. Next day, they gone down to about six, six feet, six, seven feet, something like that. And I thought, okay, maybe I can handle those. So what I did, since I was a newbie, I just imitated everything he did. And when he dove through the wave, I dove through the wave. And then we'd get up the other side and another wave would just smack me and I'd be back at the shore. And, and so it, I just realized sometimes you got to dive to through two waves if they're piggybacked. And, and it was just like crazy. I was exhausted that day and got no fun. I got beat up pretty good. Finally, they were down about four feet. I'm imitating everything he does. I think, okay, I can do this. 
I didn't have quite as much bulge in the middle, so I could catch a wave a little better. And I, and I saw him, and he was going like 10, 20 yards, you know, just flying through there. And I thought, man, that looks like fun. So I'm, I'm right there, and I'm, we're catching a wave, and we catch the same wave, and we're there, and he's going, and I'm right there. And then I realized, uh-oh, I'm too far ahead on the crest of this wave. And it took me and body slammed me face first, face on the bottom of the ocean, sand is there. Fortunately, there wasn't any rocks. And then the wave just gave me a face burn as, as we went another 10 feet. And I'm just going, and I'm thinking my neck could break any minute. And I'm thought, oh, this is hard. You know, this, this surfing stuff looks cool, but this is not, this is not easy. So after three days, I caught maybe a wave for about 10 feet, and then I caught the ocean floor for the next 20, <laughs> and I decided I'm not going to surf anymore. <laughs> I want to keep having my neck you know, intact. But they talk about the surfers, and after you get through all of those waves, which I, I understand how difficult it is to get out there beyond the, the break point, and then you just sit and you wait, and you just sit on your surfboard waiting for the right wave to come. Aren't you glad you came to church so you could yeah. get a surfing illustration here? Now you're ready to go out and get a surfboard. And a lot of ministries just like that. We're, we're, we're in position. We've got, our, we've got our suit on. We've got our surfboard. We're out there. We're waiting for the wave to come. And we're ready to catch it. And when it comes and you catch it, oh, it is wonderful if you know how to surf. <laughs> if you don't, it's a, it's a face burn. So be careful. I could have had something to do with the lack of hair here. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. But it, it was, it was a, definitely a sandblast situation. <sighs> Waiting actively, looking. Surfers aren't passive. They're out there looking with expectation, longing in their eyes for this next wave to come. During our prophetic time, after we'd already heard this, this, uh, this teaching on surfing, uh, Daniel said, Rick, you're not waiting on the wave. You're on the wave. You are on a wave right now. And I thought, do 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 do. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, this could be good. Let's ride this wave. Let's see where this wave goes. I feel like I've been on a wave for, for a while, but it was really good to hear the word of the Lord that, yep, you're, you're on the wave. And let's, let's ride this wave and see where, where it takes us. This is an amazing time. Because the time has come. The time has come to catch the wave. Um, we want to disciple, we want to train, but we want to reproduce. If, 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 if we just evangelize and bring people to Christ, but we don't disciple them, it's real easy for the enemy to pick them off. 
And then they get disillusioned and they have all sorts of church wounds because they were never discipled, they were never loved, they were never discipled well. If we get them and we disciple them and we just disciple them academically, and so now they know Bible verses and they can win arguments with their friends and they can win political debates and all this kind of stuff because they can throw the word of God around or they know some kind of principle of the kingdom that they can... We still haven't, we still haven't got it. We, we, we come into the salvation experience and come as a disciple of Jesus so that we can follow. And as we're following, we're seeing what he does. And then he gives us an opportunity for us to do it. Jesus always expected his disciples to do what he was doing. Matter of fact, in John, he says, even greater things than these you will be doing. And so we, we see that it, it, it never stops with just, you know, glutton on, on Bible information, but it's supposed to manifest itself in the way in which we live and touch others and the way we release his love and power. And so we, we're there, it's time, it's time. Now, not all of us, you know, in a church, there's always gonna be some that are just starting to experience the Lord and they just need to enjoy and experience the Lord. They're still getting chills that God knows their name and that God loves them and they, they see things and God comes and they love worship songs and it's just amazing to soak in the presence of the Lord. And that's fine if, if, if we're new and we're still there. If we've been walking with Christ for 40 years and we're still only, only doing that, we've missed the boat. From there, we need to transition into really discipling of seeing the things that Jesus did, getting with someone who's been walking with the Lord longer than you have, let them mentor, let them disciple, let them model for you how this looks in everyday living. And as you receive that and go about that, you, you start to, you get, a, you get a few clues. I love this next generation. I, I, I know you're probably sick of me saying this. I get so excited when I see these young people on fire for the Lord moving in prophetic without the attitude, without the wounds of, of parents that have harmed them and father issues and mother issues. And so it taints the word of the Lord and it comes out harsh or mean or judgmental and those kind of things. You know, it just, the, all they can see is the negative, And so they're always constantly hammering everybody on the negative stuff like that. But I'm, I'm seeing this, this young generation, they are so full of the love of God that even when they see something negative, they know how to speak it in a way that encourages and blesses. You're not praying big enough prayers. I can take a rebuke like that all day long. Yeah, that's good. That's a whole lot better than God's really upset with you. You're not praying the way he wants you to pray. Would you please step up and start praying bigger prayers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whole different thing. Now, in the past, we've had prophets that will speak like that. They will be negative. They will be, they, they tear down. Always under the prophetic, tear down to build up. Yeah. Mm. Love is is the order of the New Testament prophet. And love knows how to see and even discern 
but how to then move to the very heart of the Father to share the word from his heart. You may discern difficulty, you may discern depression and all sorts of stuff in, in the person that's before you. But when you connect to the Father's heart, you know what his heart is for that person right now. So next time you're out, you're all enrolled right now in School of Kingdom Ministry. You didn't know it, but here we are. One of the things that, that Sean has taught me that kind of goes to the next step is that when, you, when you're with someone and you've got to give a word to them, just pause and ask the Father what it is that he delights in the one that stands before you. What does he love about them? And you'll always get something from the Lord because he is always speaking and he's always loving. And when you're with someone and you're on the spot and you're, you're thinking, oh, I'm supposed to do something. What am I supposed Lord, what do you love about this person? Mm. And then speak that. And oftentimes when we, when we just start to engage and we speak the first little thing that the Lord reveals about what he loves about them, then he starts giving more. He doesn't have to give us more if we're not going to speak. But as we speak, and I think one of the best way to prime the pump is just simply saying, Lord, what is it that you love about this person? And as you get that and you speak that, you know, the Lord just loves. <laughs> I had this with one of the gals that was praying for me, and then I was to prophesy to her. And I says, you know, the Lord just loves the way you worship him and how you use his Bible, his word. He loves the way you handle his word. You're reading it not so that you can win a debate. You're reading it so that you can know him more intimately. And he, he loves that about you. And she just beamed. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we do love that. When someone's telling us something that the Father really appreciates about us, it, it blesses our hearts so much. And it, it, it encourages us. And then you may get some more stuff. Learn how to steward well and don't despise the day of small beginnings. You know, steward what you're given and you'll be given more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's, oh, yeah. A, that's a good word. So let's get to our text today. Oh, it's 12.15. It's time to go home, isn't it? Let me just read this for you. It'll be up on the screen. Come on. This is the Passion Translation of Colossians 3. We haven't got to verse 15 yet, but we'll read it. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one. Most translations, peace of Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Who called you to peace as part of his one body. And always be thankful. Overflowing with gratitude for your life union with Christ. Then the manifestation of God will live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. Hmm. You're going to notice that oftentimes in, in these kind of moments in, in Ephesians and in Colossians, when Paul's hitting some of the same topics, you'll see the repetition of thanksgiving and gratefulness. Thanksgiving and gratefulness. It, it's something that that really ministers to us, but it also ministers to the kingdom of darkness that's around us. 
When we are giving God thanks, it's really hard for us to focus on what the evil one's doing. Hmm. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs. This is one of the things I like about the new translation because it really kind of hits the prophetic song of the Lord that's being manifest in the earth these days. With the prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. As the fountain of grace overflows within you, sing to God with all your hearts. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Now that a preach. Mm. That's why we love testimony. We love sharing what the Lord's doing, how he's growing us, how he's training us, how he's opening us up to more things, how we're getting new insight and revelation. I am so excited at 63, I'm starting to understand some of the stuff and I feel like I'm in kindergarten. It's like, wow, when I was, you know, 30, 28, I thought I knew everything. I graduated from seminary. I had my Bible degrees and I just had my theology. I knew it all. And now I realize I didn't know anything. I had head knowledge, but I didn't understand the heart of the Father. And these are great days. Constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for us. He's so good to us. The goodness of God is better than anything we can. You can't exaggerate it. If you try to exaggerate the goodness of God, you have just scratched the surface. Because he is so good. So good. So let your hearts always be guarded by peace. By the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his body. We weren't designed for chaos. We were designed for peace. And peace is is so powerful. Peace is not just the absence of, of chaos, but it's the presence of God. The peace, the arena of God, the peace of God, it it blows our circuits because we can't comprehend it mentally. We can't get our, our minds around it. We can only experience it in our spirit and in our bodies. And as we experience it in our, in our spirit and our bodies, we can have peace right in the midst of being in the, dying, the lion's den. We can have absolute peace because it's not a matter of our circumstances. It's a matter of the condition of what's going on within us and upon us. So let the peace, let the peace And when you have the peace, you can't help but be thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your peace. Peace is powerful. Peace is power. It's so powerful. When Jesus is in the boat and the disciples think they're all going to die, these experienced fishermen are out there and they're they're afraid for their life. They think it's all going and they're, they're going down with the ship. Jesus gets up and says, peace. And everything changes. There's power in peace. And the peace in you, as you live in peace, will have that kind of effect on others around you. That's how we're salt and light to our culture. Okay?
Well, I think that's enough. There's more there, but I'll save that for next week. Let's pray. Father, I just release the peace of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, upon us. Mm. The peace that passes understanding, but not experience. I pray that there would be real peace imparted today. In the areas that we have concerns, that we're wrestling with issues, I pray peace. And say, Jesus, speak to it as you spoke to the storm. (laughs) That's recorded in scripture. Speak peace to the storms of our lives. Hmm. Let there be a release of your divine power. In Jesus' name. Thine own might. Amen. Amen. If you have any kind of need, we... At this point of of our vineyard service, we call it ministry time. It's a time for people to come. It's it's not always an invitation to salvation, but if you need to know Jesus, come forward. Be happy to pray for you. If you have a a physical ailment that you want prayer for or something that's going on in in your family, we've got folks that will pray for you. Feel free to come forward, and we'll be happy to pray. Outside of that, it's a glorious day. It's a glorious day to be alive in the kingdom. So live it to the max. Surrender, (laughs) submit, obey, and enjoy and have the time of your life with Jesus. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.